My name is Shandy Chernow, and you're listening to the Shandyland Podcast. I could not be happier to have a repeat guest, one of my favorite people of all time. He was back in episode, what, like two or three or something, yeah, way back at the dawn early. of Shandyland time. It's chef Matt Welsh, he is the chef and owner at Vagabond Kitchen in Wheeling, West Virginia, and all-time awesomeness just wrapped up in a human being. So Matt, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you back. Yeah, thank you, Shandy, and thank you to the Shandyland listeners out there. I'm sure you have thousands and thousands of people now hanging on your every word. For the very first time, so food allergy people will say, oh, I listen to your podcast, right? At the National Restaurant Show, somebody came up, a restaurant person came up and was like, oh my God, I listen to your podcast. And I was like, yay, like we've hit some magical uh, milestone there. It was pretty neat. Yeah, you're, you're going viral. Yeah, somehow I don't think that's true, but a girl can dream. But I mean, it's been almost two years since the last time we had you on this show. So I tell me everything. It's been quite a two years. Tell me oh, gosh. all yeah, the things, right? At that point, we were all kind of locked in our houses. And I mean, it's a it's a big change. Right, right. Well, yeah, we uh, we were in the midst of the pandemic that we all thought was going to be over any day now. And that lasted forever. Um uh, it, it really, it's it's ironic, and I think I touched on this the last time you had me on, but the pandemic ended up being a really good thing for me and for, for my business. Um, it gave me the opportunity to really, uh, to really get focused. I think that's the biggest thing, uh, to really figure out what it was that, that I was doing, what, it, what made it unique, what it made, uh, what was worth coming out uh, to see and be a part of. Um, and a lot of the pressure was off because it's like, we can't get any slower. Like we really have nothing to lose at this point. So, uh, I leaned hard into our Appalachian cultural food, even more so than I'd been doing before and started putting things on the menu that I really wanted to see. And I never by any means was trying to please everyone, but I definitely was casting a much wider net, uh, in the first like five or six years of my business. And now uh, we're going to be eight years old, I think, next week. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. Uh, and, and we are really coming into our own now. And I feel we just launched a new menu yesterday for the summer. Um, and I, I feel very good about it. It's like really representative of what I want to be doing and the kind of food that I want to be kind of discovering and rediscovering and offering. Um, we also, uh, I also had uh, my first child. Uh, so I am now affianced and a father. Uh, so that is a Congrats on both. development. And we'll talk, yeah, we'll talk about that one more later. Yeah. So I, uh, it, hand, hand in hand with that is the next thing about what the lessons from the pandemic was I am no longer willing or able to work uh, 12 or 15 hour days, six and seven days a week. So our hours got restricted and we stopped trying uh, it used to be where we are, there are a lot of uh, a lot of offices, and before the pandemic, there were a lot of people looking for lunch, and it was almost like you had to be open for lunch. Yeah. And for lunch, people want a cheaper price point, they want it fast, there was a lot of things that we don't do, uh, or at least that we're not focused on. So cutting that loose was really great. Uh, and we went from 13 services a week to five. Oh, wow. So a huge reduction, probably uh, even still, we're probably at about half the staff that we were at in 2019. Just to, to again, to, to really get focused, to really specialize. 
Wow. Um, five. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I still catch myself working 50, 60 hours a week, but it's more focused and yeah. I'm getting to the point now where I can start growing out of these walls, which was kind of always the goal, but I was hamstrung in the past by, by keeping things going. Cause we were open that much and there were that many uh, things to deal with, you know, with a, a staff of 20 plus there were, there are that many uh, personalities bouncing around inside the restaurant together and, you know, that many people to train and standards to, to be held to and all that. So I would think scheduling is a lot easier now too. Well, it is and it isn't. Uh, it is because it's easier to do it. But what is more challenging is there's less of a pool to get uh, people from. So, yeah. you know, on, on the occasional weekend where three people want the same weekend off, it's like, I, you know, guys, we can't no. do it. We, we need to have <laughs> enough staff on to run the, the show. Um, so there's a weird balancing thing there. But you know, pretty much every week it's like, okay, switch a few things around and we're good to go. Yeah. I would think um, and with, with, with seven days a week and lots more services, I would think you're playing a lot, a bigger shell game there, right. Trying right. to figure it out. So I was going to ask you about pandemics, you know, staffing, cause that's all we hear right now, right. Is that staffing is so hard, so difficult. How's that going uh, for you now? Well, we, you know, we were down to, I, I think we went from slightly over 20 staff in 2019 to four at one point oh my during gosh. the pandemic yeah like very skeleton crew uh, you know when the, when we weren't allowed to even seat people i would be manning the phones and, and just kind of handling the to-go orders um so now we're back up to uh, right around nine or ten um some people are, are very part-time and you know of course my chef is overtime just as that always goes um but after several kind of uh, iterations since the pandemic um we i feel like we finally settled into where we are and we have a solid team again um just as of the beginning of may and it's such a relief yeah it's got to be a lot less stressful for you it is there's more stability uh and there's less like recreating the wheel every, every other week because you got somebody new it's like how did i train you on that or was that the last person that i trained you know, I know I, I know I just recently told you all this and it's like, but you weren't here and you weren't here. And so it helps out a lot. Yeah. You got to be on spin cycle there. Exactly. So the other thing you hear about is supply chain stuff, right? Is that affecting you? Are you able to get all the stuff that you need? It, it's a constant scramble. Want. Um, it, it, it's weird. Uh, you know, some things that I think everyone's heard about the fry oil and how used to buy a, um, a jug of that for 18 bucks and it's gone up to $45 and and it's oh yeah it's horrible and it's pretty much stabilized there at one point it came down to just under 40 but it's back up to 45 and it's it hasn't really moved that much but then you've got uh, a lot of meats have been all I've heard a lot about the meat yeah and lately it's been chicken chicken's just been impossible to get a hold of or it'll be five dollars a pound or more um you know, so things like that. And then I, I got really frustrated with this new menu because I had sourced things and made sure and like I did, I did all the things right. I checked all the boxes. I was like, okay, I'm feeling good. I got ahead of ahead of everything. And then we're, we're going to buy, buy things to start prepping for the new menu and the places that had had the product no longer did. So then it was a scramble to find like all kinds of things. Chicken was one of them. Pomegranate was another one. Um, plantains, some things that are less available in this area, but I'd already found them and like, okay, that box is checked. I can now not worry about that anymore. And yeah, and hard to the, substitute stuff too. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's been the exhausting part of it is that having to refix that same problem again. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so you've launched a new menu, but you've also launched an initiative. Uh, I think you called it Benefit Burger, and I love that. Tell me all about it. Well, last, uh, well, this the St. Patrick's Day before last, we did something with a Rotary Club here in the area where we sold bowls of our Irish stew, and we we just tacked on a couple dollars to the price of the stew, and then that couple dollars went towards the the food shed project that the Rotary Club was working on. And I thought, what a fantastic model for a way for restaurants to give back because we're hit up uh, all small businesses all businesses are hit up all the time for charitable donations for things Um, and I used to do all the things across the our Ohio Valley taste of events and different cook-offs and contests and auctions and all these things and it, it was it was exhausting it was a huge draw on our resources and it was expensive um so I kind of took that problem and looked at that solution that the Rotary Club had given me with the, the stew idea. And I thought, what if, what if we did a monthly burger that, that, that every, every, of every burger sold, a couple dollars went towards a charity and we could do a new burger every month. New charity every do, month. Exactly. Uh, and that, that fulfills our mission of handcrafted food rooted in local community. That allows me to still be a part of the community, to still give back. And I can raise a lot of awareness with this as an initiative. Uh, But it's a little less out of control. Right, exactly. It doesn't take me running all over the place to to make it happen. So it takes a little more. uh, I'm just, I'm 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 getting to a place where I'm front loading a lot of my work. Instead of constantly being in the catch up game, I'm getting ahead of it and and getting things set. Uh, And that's obviously a lot better. Proactive. You know, for operations. Yeah, no doubt. A lot easier to, to, to keep everything running in a straight line. So the other thing that you have launched, I love the benefit burger. You are also now focusing on your YouTube channel. Tell me, tell me where people can find it. What's on there now, what the plan for it is, all the stuff. Yeah. Well, when I started the Vagabond Chef in 2013, it was a culinary travel blog. And the impetus behind that was I wanted to bring together all the loves of my life, food and motorcycles and travel and photography and writing. And I want to bring all that stuff together and put it into a package that I loved. And I figured if I loved it, everyone else would too. And, and I think that's been the case, you know, and I have this great origin story now of the 13,000 miles I put in the saddle of my motorcycle, checking out different restaurants across the country. Um, but writing, uh, I love doing it, but it takes a lot of time and effort. And the ROI these days, it seems to be down. Yeah. Um, you know, not everyone wants to take the time to, to read a blog and I'm a little long-winded. So, you know, when I'm turning in 5,000 word pieces and, you know, it's like, how long can I, can you really sit on the toilet and read my blog before your legs go numb? So you want to move on. And being too busy with the restaurant, uh, I just really wasn't able to create that content anymore. So I started focusing more on pictures and using Instagram to tell stories and things like that. Uh, but now I find myself in a place with uh, talented people you kind of in my tribe that I can work with to create some really great video content. It started out uh, pre-pandemic with a grant I received from the Department of Agriculture here in West Virginia uh, to do a focus on specialty crops farmers in the state. And what I did with that is uh, it's a web-based docuseries called Recipes and Roadmaps. Uh, which is something I've been sitting on for a while, something I wanted to develop. 
uh, and we're utilizing this grant as a way to start developing it. And the way we have it set up is uh, there will be eight episodes and each episode comes out in two installments on our social media. The first installment is focused on the farmer and the farm. The second installment is focused on what I'm developing out of their product and people's reaction to it. Uh, and then we put those together, push those two installments together and put them on the YouTube channel, hoping that this can be the first season proof of concept for a longer term project. And then in addition to that, um, you know, I just did a, um, a food cooking demo for the Travel Zoo uh, travel blog. It aired yesterday on their Facebook page. And the videographer and I were speaking about different ways of getting these stories out there because that's really what it all comes back to is telling a story and he couldn't recommend youtube highly enough so you i kind of just was like you know what that makes a lot of sense this is a way we can do what i want to do i don't have to mess with trying to find somebody to pick it up or work with uh you know try to work with public radio or youtube or, or i'm sorry or netflix or something like that so we're going to do the recipes and roadmaps on YouTube. Also, there will be cooking demos starting to come out uh, in June here. And I do specialty dinners pretty much every month. And what we're going to do is two videos on the specialty dinner. One of me developing the dishes in my home kitchen and the other of the event itself. So getting the things that we're doing here um, in a less recognized area and getting it into a medium that more people can consume it, even if they can't sit down and eat it, they can see it, they can, they can really get turned on by the, the vivacity of what we're doing here. And I, I think that will help grow the brand and ultimately help us tell the stories of the people doing all the hard work in my area. That's so cool. And the first episode of Recipes and Roadmaps is already out on your channel, right? And there's a teaser there as well. So there'll be 16 total, so eight for each. We're, and then we're gonna, they're split going to be, Yeah, they're going to be released on Facebook uh, as, as 16 installments, but then I'll put the two installments for each episode together. So there'll be eight episodes on the YouTube channel. All right. Because I good. think people's attention span on Facebook is a little bit shorter. But All on social YouTube, media, yeah. Yeah, I think on YouTube, they might be a little bit more willing to sit around. And ultimately, we're not doing anything over four or five minutes. Um, eventually I would like to do a longer form recipes and roadmaps, but I think, I think building the crowd of people who would be interested in seeing that first with these smart, smart shorter pieces might be a good way to go. Hopefully promotions on TikTok. Yeah, we're going to be doing some TikTok videos. And of course that, that reels that rolls into reels and all the, please tell me there's going to be a section of you doing TikTok dances. <laughs> we might that might have to happen at some point yeah yeah you and like Lizzo or you and Harry Styles I love that <laughs> idea well my creative team is uh, I'm sure would fully support that so whether <laughs> I like it or not it, it probably will end up happening well you did a dancing with the stars kind of thing right <laughs> I did I did that's so wouldn't actually, be your first rodeo well now I'm gonna have to change my two truths and a lie but yeah that was actually one of my one of my truths so I'm gonna have to come up with another one uh, that I danced on the same stage that Johnny Cash sang see and there's video evidence. There Have you seen it? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't I know sure how to kill that. Yeah. And now guess who's Googling it? Everybody who's listening. <laughs> my <laughs> mom's about job. to get so many hits on her page. She's gonna love it. <laughs> so after the recipes and roadmaps thing, what's next for you? Well, 
my ha I have a goal of building more of these dinners uh, into my schedule and, and doing my ultimate goal for, for next year, I'm hoping is to do two a month. And I, that's a lot, but I would like to do one in-house and then do one somewhere else around the, uh, around the region and uh, build in the video stuff with, with that as well. Um, I think that the restaurant is an excellent opportunity to build a base or a cornerstone for, for what I want to do. But ultimately, my schemes and dreams are much more grandiose. And I, I really want to, I really want to get back to telling people stories and exploring and doing more, more of that sort of thing. Um, that is tempered a lot now because I do have a family to come home to and I'm not so apt to just jump on the bike for two weeks at a time. Um, but I'm always going to want to travel and learn and explore and do those things. So it's just a readjustment. Throw the kid in the sidecar. Yeah. <laughs> let's go, buddy. I think he would love that. So I'm yeah, sure let's talk will. about that. So so last month-ish, I don't know what day this is, uh, you know, released it, but uh, you proposed. Congratulations. You guys are you. so stinking adorable together. <laughs> do we get the yeah. story? Yeah, you, sure. Uh, the proposal. Well, uh, we uh, we went up to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's only uh, about 45 minutes or an hour away from Wheeling. We're very close. Uh, so we went up there and we went to the Overlook on Mount Washington, overlooking downtown. So one of my favorite places. And uh, I always joke with uh, my like fiance. Sunset. Amanda. Let's set the let's set the mood here. Yeah, it was it was the towards that time. It was uh, it was like four or four thirty. It was getting nice light, but not not quite sunset. Magic hour. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were, we were going up there for dinner. I bought Amanda uh, reservations to go to a fancy restaurant in downtown that we wanted to check out. So we went up there previously and, you know, she was even saying on the ride up like, well, you know, if we don't have time, we don't have to stop up there. And I'm like sweating bullets uh, <laughs> with this ring burning a hole in my pocket. Like, no, I'd really like to see it, even if it's just for a second. Um, so we went up and looked around and snapped a couple pictures and then, uh, I've always joked with her that we, you know, we text a lot. Um, so I texted her, marry me. And then I said, Hey, did you just get a text? I thought I heard your phone. And when she looked at her phone, I dropped down and I asked her to marry me. Aww. And how did she <laughs> respond? Give me everything. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure there was full on hands to the face. <laughs> uh, she asked me several times if I was serious. And I said, yeah, look at that ring. I'm dead serious. Uh, yeah, it was, so it was super cool. So then we got to go have dinner and just bask in that glow throughout all of dinner. And it was, it was really fun and super cool. That's awesome. So, yeah. Thank well, you. I'm super happy for you. I love that so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, it's super exciting. And I just, I really need, um, a partner in my corner, like Amanda, you know, she really got my back and, uh, you know, supports all this crazy dreaming that I do and kind of grounds me in a way that is very much needed. Good compliments. And on the other side of this news, you guys have a son who, I mean, I would call it new, but it's only new since the last episode. He's what, an, almost a year and a half now. Yep. Yeah. He's uh, he's 18 months and two weeks old. Uh, he's over a amazing. year and a half. Sorry. No, just, <laughs> just barely over a year and a half. Uh, he's amazing. He, he's so happy and he's getting to the, like testing his boundary stage right now. So a lot of times he'll be walking around the house saying to himself, no, 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 because he does get yelled a lot right now. Uh, but he's, he's an absolute joy. Like he's just so happy and excited and his giggle lights up my whole world. And like all the 
ridiculous like hallmark cliche things that I used to get so sooty about I now feel 100% and I'm just over the moon for this boy so I uh, I'm it's it's crazy to just all you know like it all happened very fast and like I have a family and uh and I love it you sure do. And I'm glad. And you, know, you guys are so adorable. Like it, this child, honest to God, is the cutest thing since sliced bread. Like <laughs> how has being a dad changed you? Well, it really helped me in, within that process of the pandemic of, uh, of focusing and getting, uh, getting our niche really figured out. Um, Owen has really helped me get to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to, the rubber meets the road. You know, like um, for, for a long time, I did all the things and I was never worried. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, you know, whatever it's sweat equity, uh, I'm building my business or whatever, but it's like, okay, now it needs to make sense. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm responsible for, for a life or, uh, two lives, depending on how you want to look at it. And I, I very much, I, I feel, um, I feel a lot of, of responsibility to, to, to provide for my family and to, uh, to not just be doing cool things because I enjoy it. Um, it has to make sense. And it's, it's made me get way more um, just tightened up, fo- you know, focused again. Focused. Like, yeah, like, okay, let's do this. Like, and I think, I think a lot of my time with the business was kind of feeling my way through a dark room, not really sure what I wanted to do or how I wanted to do it. And now it's like, figure it out, bud. Yeah, I know that feeling of feeling your way through a dark room with a business. I totally understand that. We talk about it all the time uh, on the show. How, you know, it's it's a hard thing to do, right? It's a hard thing to navigate. And then right. the pandemic got thrown at us and it makes it even more challenging and you don't know what you don't know and all that stuff. And hey, we both made it through. So yeah. high fives to us. High five. <laughs> yeah, there's no, uh, much like being a parent, there's no rule book or, or guidebook Manual. for how yeah. to do this. Um, and, and, and everything, you know, you, you talk to other business owners and, and people in your industry to get ideas, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work where you are or with what you're doing or with who you are. Yeah, no doubt. So you kind of, you know, you mentioned origin story and that really comes from all your travels. Mm-hmm. What are your plans to get back out there and how have they changed with the, uh, with the family? Uh, you know, couple different things have changed. Oh, one way that they're going to be a little bit different now, for instance, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to help out with a dinner uh, with some great friends and on their farm, uh, Tim and Melody Urbanic. And the Urbanics are kind of the, the godparents of the farm to table scene in, in West Virginia. And I've got to uh, attend and cook with their dinners several times. And Amanda and Owen are going to come with me. And I'm super excited for them to see that and get to, to be a part of that. Um, because last year when he was younger, we, I did a few dinners where it took me away and we would still video chat in and get to see each other that way a little bit. But I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity to really share with them what I do um, and being able to share that, that love with, some, with someone that you love. It's just, it's just like a double whammy of awesomeness. Uh, and then there will co- still come times, I'm sure, uh, like at the end of the month, we're going to do some campfire cooking shots for the food demos that'll be on YouTube. And I'll be away for a night, you know, or maybe there'll come something where I'll take off on the bike for a couple of nights, but it's just, it's not going to be quite as intense, uh, I think, as it used to be. And uh, I, I've recently re-aggravated an old injury on my knee. 
Um, and it's, it's been really hard for me to get around lately. And I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with not sleeping on the ground for two weeks in a row. Uh, that's fine. Uh, no doubt. You're going to go from motorcycle and camping to car and hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Or plane we and hotel. About, we tell yeah, we talk a lot about getting an RV or something like that. And you know, I've done, um, I've done as primitive of camping as is possible and I don't want to do it anymore. Mm -mm. I'm glad I did it. I, I'm really glad I did it when I was in my 20s or even my 30s. But now that I'm in my mid 40s, uh, you know, mattresses are great. Air conditioning is fantastic. Pillows. You know? Yeah, not hurting is cool. I'm, I'm into it. So Lack it's of just, bugs and bears, stuff like that. Yeah, I right. agree. Yeah. So it's just shifting things a little bit. Uh, you know, look, I look forward to sharing some of that stuff with Owen as he gets a little bit older. Uh, and showing him some of the wood, woodland skills that I have or, you know, teaching him some of the travel stuff. But uh, the extended stay stuff like that, I, I'm okay with not doing that again. So when's the wedding? We're looking for next year, either spring or fall. We both like the shoulder seasons a lot. Um, but we're running into issues with finding a venue. So, you know, everything got bottlenecked up by the pandemic. And I don't know if it's that or other things. We can't get anyone to call us back. Mm. So that's frustrating, um, but we're just going to keep working at it. We do have a good idea of what we want and, um, you know, just trying to find the right place and, and figure that out. And then uh, we're talking about honeymooning in Paris. Uh, Ooh, yeah, love like Paris. Getting, getting like a, a you know, B&B &B and just kind of hanging out and checking things out. I'd, I'd really like to see the beach at some point. I haven't never been a beach guy, but for some reason, these past few years, I'm all about the idea of just laying around on a beach. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how that all comes together. Uh, but I, I'm super excited about that. Just kind of something low key and relaxing, you know? I love it. So fun. So fun. Uh, all right. So can I tell everybody how they can find you and the YouTube channel and uh, Vagabond Kitchen online? Uh, so we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, although I don't often tweet and TikTok, and usually it is Vagabond Kitchen or Vagabond Kitchen WV or something that the Vagabond Chef. But the important one uh, is on YouTube. And I, I'm not exactly sure how to get people to find that my channel on YouTube. It's the Vagabond Chef. Um, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm so new to this. I don't I think, I guess you just search for it. Um, and my mug will come up. I'm, I'm pulling my chef coat open with the Vagabond Chef t-shirt underneath. and and giving a barbaric yawp. Uh, so that is there. Uh, Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, y'all. Yeah, please do. We're at 282 right now from nine at the beginning of May. So I'm pretty happy about that. Nice work. Thank you. High growth. All right, so I already ruined one of your two truths and a lie. So you're gonna have to come up with something yeah, on the fly as we get through this. Okay, um, so two truths and a lie. Number one. I've eaten a thousand-year-old egg, horse sashimi, calf's brains, raw milk, and foie gras. Uh, number two, I once uh, swam across the Ohio River, and when I got to the other side, I shotgunned two beers. <laughs> and the third one is... Um, one time I slept on a loading dock in Eugene, Oregon. All right. I like it. And I have no idea what's what. I didn't know you could eat a thousand year old egg, Ooh. but I like them. 
Thank you so much for coming back. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I know everybody loves uh, hearing you talk and it doesn't hurt that you definitely have a voice for radio uh, and <laughs> podcast. So I have a face for radio too, so it's fine. <laughs> well, we all have our blessings, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was such a joy to be back on with you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, listeners, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for sticking around. And as always, this has been the Shandyland Podcast. Chef Matt Welsh from the Vagabond Kitchen. Vagabond Chef, you're the bestest. Thanks again. Talk soon. Yeah.